the Lunch Break Hot Take starring Jose and Brian. What's going on, lunch breakers and takers? This is another episode of the Lunch Break Hot Take. I am Jose. And I am Bradley. And today we got some NFL news to talk about. We actually got a full show. We got, got to talk about some Russell Wilson. We're going to talk about the proposed Rooney Rule change. We're going to talk about a few uh, illegal Yeah, some people misbehaving. Yeah, some, some misbehaving. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, but I mean, they have, but, all all of their lawyers have already come out and said none of it's true. Yeah, or they or look, they have a perfectly good explanation for it. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, so we're gonna start off with the disrespect of Russell Wilson. Yeah, so if you haven't heard, you know, it came out that prior to the 2018 draft, the Seahawks made a call over to Cleveland and floated the idea of a Russell Wilson for the number one overall pick trade. Um, you know, they, they say the talks didn't, didn't progress and obviously Cleveland stayed put and they drafted Baker Mayfield. So it, it's one of those situations, one of the rare situations where nothing happened and both parties were wrong. Yeah. It's baffling that uh, NFL team with a, you know, arguably top five player at the most important position who is at that point was 29 years old would even be contemplating moving on from him. Yeah, it's insane. And according to pro football talk, they're saying that it's only a matter of time before they actually do trade Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Right. So you got to wonder what's going on with that franchise where in my mind, there's no question. He's a top five quarterback. I mean, he was an MVP right. candidate last year. Yeah. Right? Far from being over the hill. In fact, I think this is his prime we're seeing right now. There's, there's no reason for it. Cause you're not going to, chances are the likelihood of you getting a better quarterback is very, very slim. Right. You know, even getting someone who's nearly as good, you're probably not going to. Yeah. Most, most first round quarterbacks don't pan out. Right. And we don't know who they would have selected at number one, but I'm pretty sure it wouldn't have been Lamar Jackson in that pick. I was about to say, you know, it wasn't Lamar because Lamar went 32nd. Right. (laughs) Right. So anybody else, I mean, it would have been a waste of pick. And yeah. I wonder, you know, well, I don't need to wonder. I know those fans would have been heated. Russell Wilson is everything that you want from a quarterback, you know, good leader, great teammate, you know, amazing player, obviously. Yeah, great you know, great this attitude. Is, this is a big deal. Uh, zero character questions. Zero. Know, off-field issues. None. Yeah, you know, he, he won one Super Bowl. They got to another. Like yeah. I said, at, the, at that point, 29 years old. And you wanted him out? For what? For what? Because you didn't want to pay him. That's insane. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Yeah. That's the person that you want to pay, right? You, you, you want to give him a big, lengthy contract so you don't have to worry about him paying him again down the road. You want to lock, right. lock him up. But you're willing to risk it for who? Baker? Josh Rosen, Josh Allen, right. Do- Sam Darnold. Come on. Yeah. Uh, it's just another episode in NFL teams are not as good at this as you think, or as they want you to think. Right. 
and we talked about it in the previous episode episode about the struggle of black quarterbacks. This is another example of that. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, you you wouldn't hear anything like this about a uh, elite white quarterback. No way. You know, it would be insane. You know, we I, mean, I went we went back and looked at the at the history of Super Bowl winning quarterbacks being yep. traded by the team that you know they won the Super Bowl for. It's a short list. Brett Favre, Joe Montana, Johnny Unitas, Ken Stabler, Joe Flacco, Mr. Bloy Flacco. Yeah. He he was the only one who was elite. Elite. Jim McMahon. And you know, McMahon was young, but apparently had a, a issue with the ownership that led to him being traded. The rest of the guys were, you know, well past their prime. Not saying that they couldn't play anymore, but they weren't the top quarterbacks out there. Right. Right. Montana made the playoffs with the Chiefs, but again, they, they he was 37. He was well past it. He didn't have a long career there, and they had Steve Young. And they had Steve Young. Take over. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and a lot of these cases, those teams didn't move on from those quarterbacks until they had somebody. Like you mentioned Flacco, they already drafted Lamar Jackson. And not only did they draft him, you know, he took over halfway through the season, got them to the playoffs. So they knew what they had in him before they traded Flacco. Well, and, and, and Flacco was never near the level of a Russell Wilson anyway. Nope. Brett Favre was that kind of a quarterback in his prime, obviously. But he was traded at when he was 39 years old. You know, yeah. and, and he'd been flirting with retirement several times. They had Aaron Rodgers. So yeah, they went ahead and moved on from him. Yep. You know, there's, there's been a few other cases of teams letting go of a quarterback who, who won the Super Bowl. Uh, Peyton Manning, you know, he had that, that serious neck injury. They let him leave. They drafted Andrew Luck. Yeah. Nick Foles, who was your backup. Jeff Hostetler, again, a backup. There's a guy like Kurt Warner, who was great in your Super Bowl winning year. Came back. He went to the Super Bowl again. He wasn't as good that year, but, you know, still pretty good. Yeah. But then he had two injury-filled seasons, and they let him go. And, I mean, he, he was bad in, in New York as well. And they he had, had Mark Bolger. Rear resurgence. Right, and they, and they had Mark Bolger to take over. Yeah. So there's really no other example like this. I mean, right now, you know, Aaron Rodgers is a uh, – is publicly realizing that he is not going to retire a Green Bay Packer. <laughs> but you know, but, even in that situation, right, we don't think he's going to get traded this year, right? I think that's just a move of, hey, he's older. You know, we don't want a situation where he doesn't want to hang around until he's 40 like Brady did. They want to have somebody in waiting for when it's time to just cut ties with them. But I don't think that's a move that they want to make right now. But even if it is, they identified the person – you know, that they want to get right now before they, they try to ship him out. And he's not 29. And he's not 29. Russell Wilson, well, I, I guess in that situation, if, had they traded Russell, Russell Wilson for the number one pick, it would have been to draft the quarterback. But mm-hmm. like, like you said, he's not 29. He's not in his prime. He's a few years away from retiring, or at least very close to considering retirement. Yeah. It's not the same situation, man. No. And it's no, like you said, it's just another example of – Black quarterbacks need to do more and be better to get the same kind of treatment. I mean, Kirk Cousins just got his contract extended at over 30 a year. Right, you know? for winning one playoff game. That was his first playoff game he's, he's won in his career. You know, uh, Ryan Tannehill, and, and again, Ryan Tannehill played well last year. Yeah. He didn't have any problem getting paid. Nope. You know, this was, this was after the team that drafted him abandoned him. You yeah. know, he, he came in and he had half a good year for Tennessee – 
and they paid him immediately. I mean, you think about you think about Kirk Cousins. He got an extension, but even when they signed him, he got a huge contract. Was it three years, eighty million or eighty-five million guaranteed? Yeah, he hadn't done anything to that point. No, and they're not even happy with what they've gotten from him, and he still got paid. <laughs> yeah. You know, meanwhile, you look you look in Dallas, and they're trying as hard as they possibly can to not pay Dak. Right. You know, right. look at Jameis Winston, and and granted, you know, Jameis isn't a great quarterback. He threw thirty interceptions. He got less money than Nathan Peterman. Yeah. You know? And Andy Dalton. Yeah. I mean, if not for New Orleans, like that, that's, they are the, the, the saviors of black quarterbacks, I guess. <laughs> if not for them, who was going to pick up, who's going to pick up Jameis Winston? Who was going to give Teddy Bridgewater even a chance to, to, to play again and, and revive his career? Right. You know, the, the Jets signed him and immediately shipped him out. Yeah. Look, Jacoby Brissett. Did he stay with the Colts or did they let yeah, him go? Yeah, he, he's still with them. He's got one more year on his deal. But, you know, they brought in Philip Rivers, a broke-down Philip Rivers, who signed a contract to get away from his kids and, <laughs> and immediately gave him Jacoby's job. Yeah. He's not better than Jacoby at this point. He's not. No, no. He's got a better name and, and he looks the part. Yeah. There are examples of this all around the league. Yeah, and that's not even mentioning the fact that Cam Newton can't, can't get signed anywhere. I know. I'm, I'm hoping it's just a matter of, you know, teams wanting to bring him in and work him out first. Like, I, I'm hoping there are teams that are interested. They just want to make sure that, you know, they, they can check him out with, his, with their doctors before they sign him. But, I mean, we'll, we'll see. I, I'm, I'm sure he'll get signed. But the point is, you wouldn't have that level of quarterback just sitting out there available no. if, you know, if he were not Cam Newton. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah, this whole narrative of Cam Cam is done. Again, it's something that we do with black quarterbacks, man. Like you you gotta look at the the, the cold words that are out there, man. Like he you know, he's he's a, he's more of a running quarterback. If he can't run, then you know he's not effective. Or uh, you know, he's injury prone. Like we always worry about injuries with black quarterbacks, but we, we don't talk about it with the white quarterbacks. What was who who's a white quarterback that we think of as injury prone? I mean, you know, no, none of them get labeled that way. Really. Right. I mean you know, Carson Wentz a little bit. Well, uh, yeah, Carson Wentz. I, I would say, I, I think people uh, a, like a Carson bit, Wentz. A bit. Yeah. But like Ben Roethlisberger gets hurt every year and nobody, you know, people don't really bring that up about him. People, people don't look at Pittsburgh like they should be moving on from Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, Andrew Luck had, I don't know how many injuries all at once. And those fans, they, they were incensed when he, when he, when he quit. It yeah. wasn't, we got to move on from luck. Yeah. It was get, you know, get back on the field. I remember there was a time where you didn't think he was coming back. Yeah. And I was right. Okay? <laughs> Look, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that it was like a year, a year later. I was I, right. I, I remember that. I remember you telling me, no, nah, he's done. I'm like, no, nah, he's not done. He's, you know, he, he'll, he'll come back. You know, it's just some unfortunate injuries. He'll bounce back. No, you called it. <laughs> yeah. He paid one more joy year. out of that man. And, and it's sad. And, yeah. it, and then wouldn't even let him. We we talked about this before, but I, I, Adam Schefter, I can't stand him. I mean, me neither. Yeah, you're doing your job. You couldn't even let him have the the you know his retirement, right? You, no. You're gonna you're gonna leak that out there while he's in the stadium, and, and all the fans finding out in the middle of the you know in the middle of the game, like for what? Right. For what? What for did clicks. you get out of that? Clicks. That's it. But clicks. you don't even get clicks. People just follow you on Twitter. 
Ain't yeah. nobody clicking on your link, bro. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, clicks on Twitter, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, but this this leads right into the, the Rooney Rule discussion because, you know, it, it doesn't stop at quarterback. People of color have a very, very difficult time getting opportunities on coaching staffs and in front offices. Yeah. Right now, there are four minority head coaches in the NFL. Four. Yeah, out of 32 teams. Mm-hmm. You know, Ron Rivera, Mike Tomlin, Anthony Lynn, and Brian Flores. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. and you can't it it's almost like you can't even get the opportunity to get hired, you know? Yeah. Uh you look at Kansas City, Eric B. Enemy sitting there, no offers. No offers to be a head coach, despite being the offensive coordinator for the best offense in the league the last couple of years. I mean, yeah, I mean look, I'm a Ravens fan, huge Lamar fan, but Pat Mahomes is that guy. Mm-hmm. he's that dude man like he's amazing and yeah he doesn't get any credit for that it's either oh well Pat Mahomes is just great or it's really Andy Reid well I mean you could say that about any assistant coach that gets hired as a head coach yeah you know like Doug Peterson and Matt Nagy yeah who didn't have any problems getting head coaching jobs right right and and Doug Peterson I like I mean Matt, Matt Nagy not, not as much but Doug Peterson I think is a, is a really good coach but they, yeah, started no, as, I mean, they started as coordinators. Like you said, they started regardless, as coordinators. You know, they're, they're Andy Reid guys. They were both coordinators in Kansas City. Neither one had a single issue getting a head coaching job. Yeah. And now Eric B. Enemy's next in line. And Carolina is handing out around close to 10 mil a year to Matt Rule instead of hiring Eric B. Enemy. Right. You know, the Bengals are, are hiring a guy who was a quarterback's coach and had like eight games as a as an offensive coordinator an interim offensive coordinator you know in uh Zach, i always forget if it's zach taylor or zach robinson but the the bengals coach you know, yeah he, he had no yeah. qualifications to I think be zach, i think zach taylor yeah no Matt Moore, he you know he's out there getting the, the head coaching job in green bay he what was his offense in tennessee right yeah yeah well i mean we can we can go on and on about that i mean that's that's just a fact, right? Everybody understands that. So we can go over some of the proposed rule changes or modifications really to the ruling rule, right? right? So we'll go over it real quick. We have award a fifth round compensatory pick to any team whose minority assist, assistant leaves to become a coordinator for another team. Um, double the number of candidate interviews required to fulfill the Rooney rule i.e. teams must interview at least two minority candidates for any coaching or senior front office position. Now, I, I think that's a good idea uh, with the ca- caveat that they, they should have to be out of the organization to count for the Rooney rule. So that you I can't agree. just call somebody up, you know, on your staff and give them a fake interview and be like, Hey, we satisfied it. I agree. I agree. They actually have to call somebody. Um, require the Rooney rule to also apply to coordinator positions in addition to head coaching positions, that should have already been a rule. Mm-hmm. From the end of the regular season through March 1st, disallow teams from blocking assistant coaches from interviewing with other teams for bona fide coordinator positions. Should have never been able to block people from getting promotions elsewhere to begin with. Right, right. Any dispute regarding a bona fide of such a position would be settled by Commissioner Roger Goodell. 
So these last two things should have already been in place. Mm -hmm. All right. Award a fifth round compensatory pick. I already went over that. Award a third round compensatory pick to any team minority coach or front office member leaves to become a head coach or general manager for another team. Okay. Award a fourth round compensatory pick to any team that hires a person of color as its quarterback's coach if it retains that coach beyond one season. Right. And any team that hires a minority head coach would move up six spots from its allocated third round pick during the draft prior to that coach's second season. Now, this rule here and the next one I'm going to read, this is where it uh this gets interesting. Yeah. So, so the next one, any team that hires a person of color as its senior football executive, i.e. general manager or president of football operations, would move up 10 spots in the third round during the draft prior to that executive second season. Now, if you look at the Miami Dolphins, they have a black head coach and they have a black GM. Mm -hmm. Going into next year's draft, they could move up 16 spots. Well, it, but that, that, that's a couple, it, that brings up a couple issues, right? One, you know, I would hope it would be, I mean, I, I'm not in favor of, of those particular rules. Mm -hmm. I don't mind the compensatory picks because, I mean, if you're going to give away draft picks for not paying your players, why not give away a draft pick for who you hire, right? I, yeah. I don't care. Yeah. And, and those, are, those are late picks anyway. Yeah. Um, when, you, when you talk about moving up in the third round of the draft, I don't, I don't think that that's a – I don't think that's something they should pass. But let's just assume for this conversation that they do. Yeah. You – you would you have to limit it to one <laughs> you gotta say hey you know if you, if you did both then you just move up the 10 spots you're not moving up half the round right right but that that brings up the other issue no miami can't move up 16 spots miami's not going to be in the second half of the round so what happens well, then right that's the thing because what if they're picking first you know or at the you know top five whatever are they moving into the second round now? Because now you're looking at a mid-round, uh, you know, a mid-round second-round pick. Right. You know, I would think it would have to be capped just at the top of the third round. But then, what what do you do then? Yeah. You know, are you you awarding, uh, you know, a pick the next year, or are you awarding two two fourth-round picks, or, you know, something like that? Yeah. Or, or or what's the what's the trade-off? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know when. They tweeted out this story. The main thing that got highlighted was compensatory picks or, or being able to move up in a third round for a hiring a black candidate. Right. That was the main thing. Right. And that part of it, I was just like, nah, I don't I don't really like that. I understand mm -hmm. they're trying they're trying to do something. It's kind of sad that it has to come to that. But looking at this whole list of proposed changes, like some of these things absolutely I'm on board with. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, some of them they 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 should absolutely pass. I'm not on board with moving up in the draft. And the other thing too is is that a? I mean, I'm I'm assuming that's a one time thing if you keep the coach for that second year. But then you know what happens to a team like? I mean, I can't even believe I'm about to say this, but the Steelers, who have had a black head coach for over was it been a decade now? Maybe a little, well, well, maybe what happens now. is what happens is. 
you become a very good team for a long time and your fans get spoiled because you hired the right coach. Okay, <laughs> you know okay. what I'm saying? You know, fair, fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. What happens to a team like the Panthers who had a, a person of color as their head coach for a long time and they I didn't mean, see that success? I mean, I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, you guys went to the Super Bowl. I mean, you, you yeah, won, and, and, and won that a division three, three years in a row. I mean, what do you okay. want? Okay. Okay. Spoiled. Yeah. Fair, fair enough there. Fair play on look, that. I mean, look, look uh, one of those th- years they were under 500, but there are a lot of criticisms for Ron Rivera. He wasn't the perfect coach, but he was far from an awful coach. Well, no, no, I'm not saying he was an awful coach. I'm just saying you, you, you mentioned the success that, that Pittsburgh has had. I'm saying a team that doesn't have that success. You know, I will argue Ron Rivera had has had more success than than the majority of coaches out there now. Sure, but I'm just saying if you're if you look at Miami. And you say you get to move up in the third round because you hired a black head coach. Mm-hmm. And I'm Carolina, who just went five and 11, same record as Miami. You know, this is assuming they kept Ron Rivera. Yeah. We just went five and 11 also. Do we get to move up too? Oh, so, so you want to know, like, does this like apply to people that the teams that already have minority head coaches? Right. That's a good question. That's a good question. Or do you just get a you get a pat on the head? Congratulations for not being racist. Maybe you should have been. Well, I you know um, I would think maybe maybe they would get a pick, but but to be honest, if any minority head coach that's still there when this rule gets passed, it's probably there because they're an excellent coach, like Mike Tomlin. You know, I mean, let's just be honest. Like they're they're still on your team because they've exceeded expectations like you and i talked about um uh brian flores what he's gonna have to do to keep his job because i suspect that after this year no matter what they're gonna fire him unless like something short of of you know going 14 and 2 or winning the super bowl i don't even think if he makes the playoffs they'll keep him around because that's what they do to black head coaches man like you have to really exceed expectations and i don't think i don't think he did a a bad job last year the plan was to tank they won a few more games than than they expected to. Sounds like he did a bad job then. Well, uh, well, he did a bad job for the organization. For himself, I think he wanted to show that no, I'm a, I'm a coach. I, I know what I'm doing here. And right, you know, they got the quarterback. They made a lot of moves. I don't think they they had a bad offseason, but they are in a position where they could win the division. You know, mm-hmm. and even if they do, you know, they end up going ten and six, and winning the division or eleven and five or whatever. I still don't see them keeping them, man. Like, I don't. I think they'll look at it and say, well, look how well we did this year. Now, if we go get the head coach that we actually want, which will be white, we can win a Super Bowl. Well, I think that they would keep him, like, if they went 8, 9, 10, 11 games, some, you know, anywhere in there. Yeah. Uh, I think they would keep him unless a guy like Lincoln Riley says, I'm, I'm ready to move to the NFL. Yeah. In that case, I think he'd be gone regardless. Even still, that's, and, that's insane. So if, if your coach yeah, wins 11 yeah. games, wins a division, you're going to drop him for a college coach? Well, listen, uh, the Chargers fired Marty Schottenheimer after he won 14 games, and you saw how well that worked out. They did. Who, who definitely uh, don't regret that at all. Who was it they picked up after Schottenheimer? Right after Schottenheimer, I want to say was Riley. But I would have to check. The, yeah. the, the coach from Oregon State. Mm, mm. Um. I, f- I can't remember now. I would, I would have to check, but I, I want to say it was Riley. We don't remember because they weren't good. <laughs> well, I mean, listen, you, you say that, but it's also true. So, <laughs> yeah. 
But no, I mean, uh, for, as far as Miami, I, yeah, I don't, I don't think that they were planning on keeping him. I, I think that they were planning on doing exactly what Arizona did to Steve Wilkes, yeah. which is you get to come in here, you, you're the token black hire for this offseason. We're awful. We're not trying to get better. Oh, man, we're awful. You're fired. Yeah. Tampa Bay did that to Lovey Smith. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he got a, he got a few years, but, yeah, he got better. And then got fired. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. So we covered that. You want to get into the three desperados? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. As far as Cody Latimer, I think we, you know, we'd have to wait to actually talk about that. Uh, There's not a whole lot of info about his situation. Uh, If you haven't heard, Cody Latimer was arrested in Colorado. He's being charged with assault in the second degree illegal discharge of a firearm, prohibited use of a weapon, reckless endangerment, and menacing. He was at an apartment with two other people. There, there were reports of shots fired. Police came, detained everybody, and they arrested, they only arrested Latimer. Uh, his, his lawyer said that it's one of the most provocative situations that you could imagine. <laughs> and, and please don't rush to judgment. I don't know how those two sentences went, got mashed together in that statement. But, you know, for right now, we'll go ahead and follow his wishes because there's another story Uh, down in Florida. Florida man was getting busy this weekend. Uh, uh, Quentin Dunbar and DeAndre Baker, or more accurately, DeAndre Baker and his sidekick, Quentin Dunbar, were at a cookout in Florida, in Miramar, and they got arrested after allegedly, I want to stress that, you know, this is all alleged. Yeah. Allegedly, there was an argument and DeAndre Baker pulled out a semi-automatic weapon and, you know, figured the argument wasn't good enough or said, I've already got the gun out. Why not? And they started robbing people at the party. They said he was directing Quentin Dunbar to take people's money and jewelry, right? Uh, There was a third person involved. They told him allegedly to shoot somebody who had just come in. He didn't. Uh, and that, and then they left. That was it. Yeah. The the other story is from some of the you know there's they say there's conflicting reports from witnesses. Some people say he had a gun. Some people say he didn't. But there were some witnesses there who said that a few nights before that, Dunbar and Baker were out and lost around seventy thousand dollars gambling, mm-hmm. and that people at this party think it was a planned robbery because they you know they they were gambling again playing cards and then Baker flipped the table, pulled out his gun. They started robbing people. They got away with 7,000 in cash and uh, tens of thousands of dollars in, in jewelry and had strategically positioned getaway cars, a Lamborghini, a Mercedes Benz and a BMW. And they just, you know, they, they were out. <sighs> I mean, this sounds like, th- th- this sounds like the TNT version of heat. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like we're we're gonna we're gonna plan this heist at a barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you say TNT or BT? Yeah, yeah, BT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I you know the thing that popped up in my mind when I read about the Lamborghini and the BMW and the Benz was the uh, jewelry store heist in GTA Five. Yeah. But you know, you have the one heist where you had to you had to grab four supercars, hide them around the area, 
you know, you, you robbed. I, I think that. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Bank. And then you get in the supercars and you're, you're, you're just, you're leading the, the police on a chase. That's, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. But, yeah. Except this was at a barbecue. Yeah. And they weren't wearing masks. Right. And, and, every, and, and literally you were invited to yeah and literally everybody there can identify you yeah <laughs> and the other part is you got away with seven thousand in cash like listening to this story i imagine him flipping the table and then putting his mask on saying okay this is a robbery right. <laughs> <laughs> i mean it is man I, I just imagine again like if you if you're pulling out the 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 gun and, and directing your friend to, to rob everybody there. It's not the first time you rob somebody. No. Like he went straight into that from an argument. Now, no. Quentin Dunbar's lawyer did come out and say, look, you know, we have witness testimony saying that he had nothing to do with it, you know. So we'll wait and see on, on that. Um this could be DeAndre Baker in on you know by himself. Who knows, man? Like he, it could be one of those things. Like, yeah, in his mind, like, yeah, we're gonna rob this place, right, Quentin? And Quentin's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, but again, I, you got to keep coming back to the strategically positioned Lambo. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what were you doing there? What's what? What does that mean? Strategically positioned? They, they, what, what they, was, were, the, parked, they he, were parked he, in a place where they could get to them and get out quickly. What, what that means is he was double parked. <laughs> That's what that means. No, you know, it also means it was facing the street. All right. So, <laughs> there was strategy involved here. Uh, so Dunbar and Baker both turned themselves in. Baker is being charged with four counts of armed robbery and four counts of aggravated assault with a, with a firearm. Dunbar being charged with four counts of armed robbery. Yeah. Baker was just drafted last year. First round, you know, near the end of the first round, mm-hmm. Quentin Dunbar. Bar just got traded to Seattle. He's in a contract year looking for a new, you know, a new deal. Yeah. This is true. Both of y'all, your careers are done. Yeah. And it, it's beyond stupid. DeAndre Baker, first round draft pick. He's making that first round draft pick money. I, I think it's over $10 million. It's all guaranteed. So he didn't have a good start to his career. Didn't look, didn't look great. But it doesn't matter. Even if you turn out to be a bust, you're a millionaire. Right. Mm-hmm. You're you're financially set. Quentin Dunbar um, is, a, is actually a good corner and he's in a contract year. He is going to get paid. He was going to get paid. Right. And, and he's made a little money in the league so far. But what what possessed you to do do something like this? Well, if that story is true, he's also lost a little money out here gambling. Yeah, that's 70,000. So what? OK, you, know, you say 70,000. So what? But you don't know how much money he has. Well, that's true. Well, well. That just tells me that you need to have a damn good year this year. This is a contract year. This is a year where you want to keep your nose clean and you need to put your best foot forward to make as much How could they possibly know that this would come out? Just because it's a, a whole house <laughs> full of people that know them. <laughs> I said, damn, how, would, how could they, who, who snitches on, on, on your friends? And, who and does you, that? Not only, I mean, and you did it. You did it in the worst state. This is because it's in Florida, and Florida doesn't. They don't believe in science, and they don't believe in bacteria and viruses and anything like that. So people are just walking around, no mask. If it was any other state, they can be like, "Man, that wasn't me. That, that's a person with a mask on. That could have been anybody." Like maybe they just need, they needed a little something to get them the next month. That's all. Uh, yeah, man. Ask and a Dunbar are probably sitting there thinking, "Listen, I didn't have the gun. I didn't rob anybody. It's not my fault that they gave up their their cash and jewelry." 
because somebody else was pointing a gun at him. Mm. Knuckleheads, man. They, they, got, they got to lock him up, man. Florida man wreaking havoc. Yeah. But yeah. yeah that, that's the other part of it, too. Like, what were any of you doing in any of these situations when you're supposed to just be at home? Well, it's Florida, right? Florida opened everything back up, and they're pretending like there's no pandemic going on. They're just roaming around. They didn't. They ain't force you out the house. No. And also, I mean, I don't know. I don't know the situation in Colorado, but that's where you know that's where Latimer got arrested. Yeah. Oh, go to your house and stay there. I honestly, you're supposed to be in your virtual off season anyway. Yeah. You know. Yes. When you're younger, you do dumb things. I get it. But I honestly, I can see it more. I mean, I, I, I can't see it at all. Like, I mean, both of you guys are making money. But I can see a little bit more in DeAndre Baker's case because he's just out of college, right? When you're removed from college. Uh, Quentin Dunbar, you're a veteran and you are in your contract year. Everybody's telling you. I know they are. Your people are telling you. Your agent's telling you. You have to really shine this year. This is a big year for you. This is one of your most important years in your career, right? Your mindset should be completely on getting ready for the season, nothing else. Well, you say really shine, but everybody talking about him. So <laughs> <right>? He's trending. <laughs> yeah, it's it's unfortunate, man. Like, yeah, they well, unless what his lawyer is saying is true, that he had nothing to do with it, man. He just he threw everything away. Yeah, yeah. I I can't wait to hear Cody Latimer's story. He made that uh he made that really enticing. Yeah, his lawyer really yeah. got me interested now. Yeah, now I have to hear it. <laughs> I imagine there'll, there'll be more coming out about that, but more provocative than you could imagine. I don't know, man. Like, yeah. People yeah. got some good imaginations. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so as far as we know, the NFL season is going to start on time. That's what they're, that's what they're saying, right? Mm-hmm. But what about the off-season workouts? Like, are they going to be doing training camp preseason? He's going to be working out at home. That's why I don't think it's going to start on time, to be honest. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so either. But if anything, you know, they'll just they'll cut down the preseason and be like, just go play. Yeah, because right now, I don't even think they they have uh, the go-ahead from all the states to go and no. play, right? No, they're, they're allowed to open up facilities on May 19th, but no players and no coaches. So it's just, you know, the, the other person who actually work in the building, you know, just a cleaning crew. Well, yeah, I mean, look, yeah, the, the people who, who actually run those facilities will be in there. But yeah, they're, they said they're not they're not going to allow players or coaches until every team can go. Oh, the other competitive of, the, the other little little bit of news is I guess they're saying that they're flirting with the idea or, or no, actually it's a done deal that they're going to have fake crowd noise broadcasting for these games. Right. Right. What do you think about that? I mean, I think it's just going to be weird. Like you, you, you're going to be in the truck, like directing the fake crowd noise. Yeah. I don't like it. Or is it just going to be a, a low, you know, a dull roar all throughout the game, you know? Yeah. Are you going to, you're going to insert booze. For for like when the Panthers that's what I home? that's or, what I want to know. Like when when you're broadcasting Philly games and they got a three and out, is it gonna be a boo? 
I was like, God forbid Will Greer finds his way onto the field again this year. Yeah. Yeah. Look, this is, this is where paying all that money for your, for your broadcasting crew, this is where they're supposed to earn it. Well, I mean, it doesn't even have to come down to that, man. Just put some mics on the players and coaches and let them talk. Well, I, I think that's what they're trying to avoid. I think you've got people it. on those beat buttons. They, <laughs> they, they got to earn that money this year. I think it's a combination of that. And also, I think those teams are completely rejecting that because they're super paranoid. They don't want any of the plays being broadcasted. You know, they don't want to hear any yeah. of that, that, that sideline stuff. They already hate the mic'd up sessions. Right. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, fake crowd noise. It doesn't strike me as a good idea. I'd rather just watch it silent, I think. But we'll I see. agree. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. Maybe they'll add some uh, special you know, sound effects or something like that. I mean, they could I mean, get creative with it. Yeah. They can come up with something. But all right, that's everything for today's show. B, you want to let me know where to find us? Yeah, you can follow us on Twitter at LBHTshow our website at www.lbhtshow.com also you know if you have any comments you can reach us at lbhtshow at gmail.com uh, we also started up an instagram page and a facebook group again both lbht show that's right and also if you're listening to us on apple Podcasts, leave five stars please and thank you not four also stars. if you're listening to us on spotify leave five stars they have they have five stars on spotify i assume so i don't think every uh every every, uh hosting site has a a a rating i thought that they had added reviews recently but i guess i guess we'll check on that if you're on apple leave five stars at the very least no matter how you listen to podcasts follow us subscribe to us so so you get that notification when we when we release a new episode because we're going to be releasing a few new episodes coming up here if you're into mma we're going to be doing another uh episode on some ufc fights we just did one the other day with our guest sadiq furet so check that out we're going to be doing another one tomorrow we're going to record tomorrow we're going to release it later this week we're also going to have some more guests to uh come on the show and talk about the michael jordan documentary we haven't done any episodes on that yet but we just want to do a a all-inclusive one so stay tuned for that sunday yeah, yeah, it wraps up on Sunday, uh, episodes 9 and 10. So we're going to talk about the whole series, what we took from that. So that should be pretty interesting. But yeah, so go out there, follow us, give us the five stars. And that's it for episode 11. We'll see you guys in episode 12. <laughs>